ಅಥಶತತಮಸ್ಸರ್ಗಹಾಟಿಲಂಚೀರವಸನಂಪ್ರಾಂಜಲಿಂಪತಿಂಭುವಿ ಅಂಕೆ ಭರತಮಾರೋಪ್ಯಪರ್ಯಪೃಕ್ಷತಸಾದರಂಕೋತ್ಪಿತ್ಯಾಮಿದೂರಾಭರತಮಾಗತ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ಸೌಮ್ಯನತೆರಾಜ್ಯಂಭ್ರಷ್ಟಂಬಾಲಸ್ಯಶಾಶ್ವತಂಕಚ್ಚಿತ್
ಜಘನ್ಯಾಷ್ಟಜಘನ್ಯೇಷು ಉಗ್ರಪ್ರತಿಗ್ರಹೀತಾರಂ ಕಾಮಯಾನಮಿವಸ್ತ್ರಿಯ ಉಪಾಯಕುಶಲಂ ವೈದ್ಯಂ ಭೃತ್ಯ ಸಂದೂಷಣೇ ರಥಂ ಶೂರಮೈಶ್ವರ್ಯ ಕಾಮಂಚಯೋಹಂತ್ಯ ಸಹನ್ಯತೆ ಕಚ್ಚಿದ್ರಷ್ಟಶ್ಚ ಶೂರಶ್ಚ ಧೃತಿಮಾನ್ಮತಿಮಾಂಚುಚಿ ಕುಲೀನಶ್ಚಾನುರಕ್ತಶ್ಚದಕ್ಷಸೇನಾಪತಿ ಬಲವಂತಶ್ಚ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ತೆ ಮುಖ್ಯಾಯುಧವಿಶಾರದ ದೃಷ್ಟಾಪದಾನಾವಿಕ್ರಾಂತಸ್ತಯಾಸತ್ಕೃತ್ಯಮಾನಿತ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ಪ್ರಾಣಾಂಸ್ತವಾಥೇಷು ದುರ್ಬಲಾನವಜ್ಞಾಯವರ್ತಸೇರಿಪುಸೂದನಾಚಿನ್ನಲೋಕಾಯತಿಕಾನ್ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾ
ಕಚ್ಚೆನ್ನಾಗವನಂ ಗೊಪ್ತಂ ಕಚ್ಚೆತ್ತೆ ಸಂತಿಧೇನುಕಾ ಕಚ್ಚೆನ್ನ ಗಣಿಕಾಶ್ವಾಂ ಕುಂಜರಾಣ ಚತೃಪ್ಯಸಿ ಕಚ್ಚೆದ್ದರ್ಶಯಸೆ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಮಾನುಷಾಣ ವಿಭೂಷಿತ ಉತ್ಥಾಯೋತ್ಥಾಯ ಪೂರ್ವಾಹ್ನೇ ರಾಜಪುತ್ರ ಮಹಾಪಥೇ ಕಚ್ಚೆನ್ನ ಸರ್ವೇ ಕರ್ಮಾಂತ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷಾಸ್ತೇ ವಿಶಂಕಯ ಸರ್ವೇ ವಾ ಪುನರುತ್ಸೃಷ್ಟ ಮಧ್ಯಮೇವಾತ್ರ ಕಾರಣ ಕಚ್ಚೆದ್ದುರ್ಗಾಣಿ ಸರ್ವಾಣಿ ಧನಧಾನ್ಯಾಯುಧೋದಕೈ ಯಂತ್ರೈಶ್ಚ ಪ್ರತಿಪೂರ್ಣಿ ತಥಾ ಶಿಲ್ಪಿಧನುರ್ಧರೈ ಆಯಸ್ತೇ ವಿಪುಲ ಕಚ್ಚೆತ್ ಕಚ್ಚಿದಲ್ಪತರೋ ವ್ಯಯ ಅಪಾತ್ರೇಷು ನೇ ಕಚ್ಚೆತ್ ಕೋಶೋ ಗತಿ ರಾಘವ ದೇವತಾರ್ಥೇ ಚ ಪಿತ್ರರ್ಥೇ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಭ್ಯಾಗತೆಷು ಚೋಧೇಶು ಮಿತ್ರವರ್ಗೇಶು ಕಚ್ಚಿ ತೇ ವ್ಯಯ ಕಚ್ಚಿದಾರ್ಯೋಪಿ ಶುದ್ಧಾತ್ಮ ಕ್ಷಾರಿತಾಪಕರ್ಮಣ ಅದೃಷ್ಟಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಕುಶಲೈರ್ನಲೋಭಾಧ್ಯತೆಷು ಗೃಹೀತಶ್ಚೈವ ಪೃಷ್ಟಶ್ಚ ಕಾಲೇ ದೃಷ್ಟಸ್ಸಕಾರಣ ಕಚ್ಚಿನ್ನ ಮುಚ್ಯತೆ ಚೋರೋ ಧನಲೋಭಾನ್ನರರ್ಷಭಾಸನೆ ಕಚ್ಚಿದಾಢ್ಯಸ್ಯುರ್ಬಲಸ್ಯರಾಘವ ಅರ್ಥಂ ವಿರಾಶ್ಯಂತೆ ತವಾತ್ಯಾಹುಶ್ರುತ ಯಾಭಿಶಸ್ತಾಪತಂತ್ಯಶ್ರೂಣಿರಾಘವ ತಾನಿ ಪುತ್ರಪಶೋನ್ಘಂತಿ ಪ್ರೀತ್ಯರ್ಥಮನುಶಾಸತ ಕಚ್ಚಿದ್ವೃದ್ಧಾಂಶ್ಚಾಂಶ್ಚವೈದ್ಯಾನ್ಮುಖ್ಯಾಂಶ್ಚರಾಘವ ದಾನೇನ ಮನಸಾ ವಾಚಾತ್ರಿಭಿರೇತೈರ್ಬುಭೂಷಸೆ ಕಚ್ಚಿದ್ಗುರೋಂಶ ವೃದ್ಧಾಂಶ್ಚಾಪಸಾನ್ದೇವತಾತಿಥೀನ್ ಚೈತ್ಯಾಂಶ್ಚರ್ವಾನ್ ಸಿದ್ಧಾರ್ಥಾನ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಂಶ್ಚನಮಸಿ ಕಚ್ಚಿದರ್ಥೇನ ವಾಧರ್ಮಮರ್ಥಂ ಧರ್ಮೇಣ ವಾ ಪುನಃ ಉಭೌ ವಾ ಪ್ರೀತಿಲೋಭೇನ ಕಾಮೇನ ನಿಬಾಧಸೆ ಕಚ್ಚಿದರ್ಥಂ ಚ ಕಾಮಂಚ ಧರ್ಮಂಚ ಜಯತಾಂಬರ ವಿಭಜ್ಯ ಕಾಲೇ ಕಾಲಜ್ಞ ಸರ್ವಾನ್ ವರದ ಸೇವಸೆ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ತೆ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ಶರ್ಮ ಸರ್ವಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಾರ್ಥಕೋವಿದ ಆಶಂಸಂತೆ ಮಹಾಪ್ರಾಜ್ಞಪೌರಜಾನಪದೈ ಸಹ ನಾಸ್ತಿಕ್ಯಮನೃತ ಕ್ರೋಧಂ ಪ್ರಮಾದಂ ದೀರ್ಘಸೂತ್ರತ ಅದರ್ಶನ ಜ್ಞಾನವತ ಮಾಲಸ್ಯಂ ಪಂಚವೃತ್ತಿ ಏಕಚಿಂತನಮರ್ಥಾನಮನರ್ಥಜ್ಞೈಷ್ಟಮಂತ್ರಣ ನಿಶ್ಚಿತಾನಾಮನಾರಂಭಂ ಮಂತ್ರಸ್ಯಾಪರಿರಕ್ಷಣ ಮಂಗಳಾದ್ಯ ಪ್ರಯೋಗಂಚ ಪ್ರತ್ಯುತ್ಥಾನಂಚಿತ್ ವರ್ಜಯಸ್ಯೇತಾನ್ ರಾಜದೋಷಾಂಶ್ಚತುರ್ದಶ ದಶಪಂಚತುರ್ವರ್ಗಾನ್ ಸಪ್ತವರ್ಗಂಚ ತತ್ವತ ಅಷ್ಟವರ್ಗಂ ತ್ರಿವರ್ಗಂಚ ವಿದ್ಯಾಸ್ತಿಸ್ರಶ್ಚರಾಘವ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಂಜಯಂ ಬುಧ್ವಾಷಾಡ್ಗುಣ್ಯಂ ದೈವಮಾನುಷಂ ಕೃತ್ಯಂ ವಿಂಶತಿವರ್ಗಂಚ ತಕೃತಿಮಂಡಲಂ ಯಾತ್ರಾದಂಡವಿಧಾನಂಚಿವಿಗ್ರಹೌ ಕಚ್ಚಿದೇತಾನ್ ಮಹಾಪ್ರಾಜ್ಞಯಥಾವದನುಮನ್ಯಸೆ ಮಂತ್ರಿಭ್ಯಸ್ತ್ವಂ ಯಥೋದ್ದಿಷ್ಟಂ ಚತುರ್ಭ್ಯಸ್ತ್ರಿಭಿರೇವಾ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ ಸಮಸ್ತೈರ್ವ್ಯಸ್ತೈಶ್ಚ ಮಂತ್ರಂ ಮಂತ್ರಯಸೆ ಬುಧಾ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ತೆ ಸಫಲ ವೇದ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ತೆ ಸಫಲ ಕ್ರಿಯಾ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ತೆ ಸಫಲಾಧಾರ ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ತೆ ಸಫಲಂ ಶ್ರುತ ಕಚ್ಚಿದೇಶೈವತೆ ಬುದ್ಧಿರ್ಯಥೋಕ್ತಾಮರಾಘವ ಆಯುಷ್ಯಾಚಯಶಸ್ಯಾಚರ್ಮಕಾಮಾರ್ಥಸಂಹಿತ ಯಾಂ ವೃತ್ತಿಂ ವರ್ತತೆ ತಾತೋ ಯಾಂಚ ನಃ ಪ್ರಪಿತಾಮಹ 
ಕಚ್ಚಿತ್ಸ್ವಾಧುಕೃತಂಭೋಜ್ಯಮೇಕೋನಾಶ್ನಾಸಿರಾಘವಾಕ್ಚಿದಾಶಂಸಮೇಭ
kinsmen of your father's age, the aged, the physicians, as well as the brahmanas, my darling? Do you respect Sudhanva, your teacher of the science of archery, who is equipped with knowledge relating to the use of excellent arrows, discharged without uttering spells and missiles, propelled with the utterance of spells and well-versed in political economy? I hope counsellors who are valiant like you and full of learning have controlled their senses, are born of a high pedigree and know the meaning of science, have been secured by you, my darling. A secret, well guarded by ministers who are the foremost counsellors and well versed in politics, is the root of victory of kings, O scion of Raghu. I hope you do not fall a prey to excess of sleep and wake betimes. And do you contemplate during the late hours of the night on the methods of acquiring wealth? I hope you do not deliberate alone without consulting anyone, nor do you take counsel with many. I hope the decision arrived at by you through deliberation with your counsellors does not reach the public before it is carried out. I hope, considering your interest fully, you launch an enterprise betimes with a modest beginning but pregnant with great potentialities and do not defer it, O sign of Raghu. I hope your vassals actually know of all your projects only when they have been duly carried out or at least well nigh carried out and not so long as they are yet to be carried out. I hope your deliberations which have not been proclaimed and not known to others through surmises or reasoning and the deliberations of others are known before they materialize by yourself or by your ministers. I hope you prefer one learned man to thousands of fools inasmuch as a learned man is calculated to do immense good in financial crises. If a king maintains thousands or even tens of thousands of fools, no assistance can be expected from them in times of need. Even one minister who is talented, valiant, clever and well-versed in politics can bring a large fortune to a king or prince. I hope high-class servants are entrusted by you with important duties, middling ones with second-rate affairs and third-grade servants with menial duties, my darling. I hope you entrust first-rate ministers who are past all tests of loyalty, are hereditary servants of the crown and honest with all highest duties. I hope, so agitated by stern rule, the people in your state do not show disrespect to your ministers, O son of Kaikei. I hope priests conducting sacrifices for the benefit of others do not disregard you by refusing to officiate at your sacrifices as they would a fallen man or even as matrons would despise their own husband who has taken to wife a low-born woman and was excessively fond of her. He who does not get rid of a physician adept in devices of aggravating a malady, a servant intent on bringing disgrace to his master, and a gallant warrior seeking kingly power is himself killed by these. I hope a man who is ever pleased and full of resolution, gallant and talented, spotless of character and well-born, devoted and clever, has been appointed by you as the Generalissimo, have the foremost of your heroic warriors who are possessed of might and skilled in warfare and whose prowess has been treated with honor by you after being politely received. I hope you distribute daily provisions and disperse the monthly salary due to them at the opportune time in a suitable manner and do not defer their payment. 
salaried servants surely and positively get enraged even at their master when the distribution of their provisions and the dispersal of, of their salary are delayed and that itself is a very great harm done to the state. I hope all the principal members of your race, the Kshatriyas, are devoted to you. And do they devoutly and cheerfully lay down their lives for your sake? Has a man of your own state, who is learned, clever, ready-witted and capable of delivering messages correctly, who is able to distinguish between right and wrong, been appointed by you as an ambassador, O Bharata? Do you keep an eye on the 18 functionaries of the enemies and the 15 functionaries of your own side through three unknown spies told off for each? I hope you remain ever mindful of your enemies expelled from their home by you and since returned, even though they are apparently weak or destroyer of foes. I hope you do not patronize atheistic Brahmanas, O oh dear brother, for ignorant and conceited as they are, they are skilled only in perverting the mind and thereby diverting people from the righteous path. Banking solely on their logical acumen, these men of perverted intellect preach nonsense even in the presence of foremost books of dharma, piety. I hope you protect on all sides the prosperous city of Ayodhya, rightly so called because of its being unassailable, which has been occupied in the past, O oh dear brother, by our heroic forebears, which is provided with strong gates and remains crowded with elephants, horses and chariots, which is inhabited in thousands by noble brahmanas, members of the priestly class, kshatriyas, member of the warrior class and vaishyas, member of the agriculturist and trading classes, who are ever devoted to their respective duties, have subdued their senses and are full of great zeal, which is crowded with palatial buildings of various patterns and is thronged with learned men and full of highly contented people. I hope the kingdom of Ayodhya, which is overspread with hundreds of altars constructed for sacrificial performances and crowded with well-established men, which is adorned with temples, sheds where water is stocked for free distribution to passers-by and tanks, and peopled with highly delighted men and women, which is graced by social festivities and is full of well-cultivated fields and abounds in cattle, which is totally free from violence and does not depend exclusively on rains for its agricultural products, which is charming in point of topography and is purged of beasts of prey, which is completely rid of all fears and is studded with mines, which is bereft of sinful men and was well protected by our forebears, is prosperous and faring well, O scion of Raghu. I hope the Vaishyas, who live by agriculture and rearing the bovine race, are all loved by you. Are these people depending as they do on the vocation of a Vaishya, that is trade, agriculture and breeding of cattle, thriving well at present, O oh dear brother? I hope protection has been afforded by you to them by making available to them the objects desired by them and warding off evil. For all the inhabitants of one's land deserve to be protected righteously by a king. Do you keep your women folk pacified? Are they duly protected by you? I hope you do not repose excessive faith in them and do not confide your secrets to them. Are the forests which are the home of elephants preserved by you? Are milch cows in abundance with you? 
I hope you do not feel satisfied with the existing number of female elephants, horses and elephants owned by you. Getting up regularly every day, do you show yourself well adorned to the people in the assembly hall in the forenoon, O Prince? I hope all your workmen do not appear unhesitatingly before you, nor are they kept altogether out of your sight. In fact, a middle course is undoubtedly profitable in this behalf. Are all your fortifications fully supplied with wealth and provisions, arms and water, mechanical contrivances, and equipped with artisans and bowmen? Is your income sufficiently large to meet your expenses and your expenditure comparatively less? I hope your wealth does not go to undeserving men, O scion of Raghu. I further hope your wealth is expended exclusively in the cause of gods and manes, as well as over the brahmanas and unexpected visitors, warriors and hosts of friends. I hope no pious soul who is pure of mind and sinless is convicted from greed when charged with some offence, though not found guilty by those well versed in law books. I hope no thief who has been detected at the time of theft and apprehended on sufficient ground and also questioned and found guilty is released on account of greed of wealth, O jewel among men. In an unhappy contention between an affluent and a financially feeble man, O sign of Raghu, do your ministers of vast learning judge the case impartially? The tears that drop from the eyes of men falsely convicted, O scion of Raghu, destroy the sons and cattle of a king who rules the people merely for the sake of pleasure, caring little for equity and justice. Do you seek, O scion of Raghu, to win over the elders, children and foremost physicians by the following three means, that is, gifts, a loving mind and polite words? Do you greet your teachers and elders ascetics, deities and unexpected visitors, as well as the trees standing at crossroads and believed to be the abode of gods and brahmanas who have achieved the object of their life through their learning, character and austerities? I hope you do not cause interruption in your religious practices by your excessive devotion to wealth and devoting the morning hours and forenoon to the pursuit of wealth and other secular interests, nor do you mar your earthly interests by your overemphasis on religion and allowing your religious duties to encroach upon the midday hours and afternoon reserved for the pursuit of wealth and other secular interests. Nor do you mar both your religious and secular interests by your self-indulgence in the form of avidity for gratification of the senses. Do you pursue all the three objects of human pursuit, dharma, artha and kama, wealth and the delights of sense and religion, only during the hours allotted to each, O bestower of boons, Dividing them according to time, O jewel among the victorious, knowing as you do the time appropriate for each. To the brahmanas that have thoroughly grasped the meaning of all the scriptures, pray for your welfare along with the citizens of Ayodhya and the people of the countryside, O exceptionally wise prince. <clears throat> do you abjure the following 14 failings of kings, that is, disbelief in the other world, mendacity through greed etc anger neglect of kingly duties procrastination shunning the wise sloth thraldom of the five senses 
devoting thought to the affairs of the state without seeking the advice of others, ministers, etc., taking counsel with those of perverted insight, failure to launch projects already decided upon, failure to keep secrets, failure to utter auspicious words at the beginning of every undertaking and rising from one's seat indiscriminately to receive all who happen to approach him. I hope you deal properly after knowing them in reality with the well-known ten evils born of concupiscence, the five kinds of fortifications, the four expedients recommended for kings, the seven important limbs of a state, the eight evils born of anger, or the eight measures conducive to the welfare of a state, the three worldly objects of human pursuit, that is, dharma artha kama, religious merit, material wealth, and sensuous enjoyment, or the three kinds of power, that is, energy or utsaha shakti, the power of dominion or prabhu shakti, and the power of counsel or mantrana shakti, the three branches of learning, the three Vedas or Trai, the knowledge relating to agriculture, commerce and other vocational pursuits or Vartha and political science or Dandaniti, subjugation of the senses, the six strategic experience that is coming to terms with the enemy, Sandhi, waging war against him, Vigraha, marching against him, Yanam, biding one's time to seek a favorable opportunity, Asanam, causing dissension in the enemy's ranks, Dvaidham, and seeking the protection of a powerful ally, Ashraya. Adversity brought about by divine agencies such as fire, water in the shape of excessive rains or floods, epidemic or endemic diseases, famine and pestilence, and by human agencies such as officials, thieves, enemies, a king's favorites, and the king himself when actuated by greed, the stern duty of a king as dictated by policy, such as to win over enemies' men whose emoluments have been withheld, who are greedy or haughty, who have suffered indignity at his hands, who are irate or have been provoked by him for no reason, who are afraid or have been intimidated, the twenty following types of monarchs who are not worth negotiating with, that is, one, a king who is yet a child, or two, aged, three, who has been ailing for a long time, four, who has been ostracized by his own kith and kin, five, who is pusillanimous, or six, is surrounded by cowards, seven, who is greedy, or eight, has greedy associates, nine, who has estranged his ministers and others, ten, who is extremely voluptuous, eleven, who confers with fickle-minded persons, 12. Who speaks ill of divine beings and brahmanas? 13. Who is ill-fated? And 14. A fatalist. 15. Who is afflicted by famine? And 16. By military reverses? 17. Who mostly remains away from home? 18. Who has numerous enemies? 19. Who is in the clutches of ad adverse times? And 20. Who is not devoted to truth and piety? The entire population of the state setting forth on an expedition for conquest against an enemy, drawing up an army in battle array, coming to terms with an enemy and waging war against him, the first of which serves as a ground for the two policies of duplicity and seeking the protection of a powerful enemy, 
while the other serves as a ground for the other two policies of marching against the enemy and biding time to seek a favorable opportunity to march against an enemy, O oh, highly intelligent scion of Raghu. Do you hold consultation in accordance with scriptural injunctions with only four or three selected counsellors collectively or severally to guard against a split among them and to prevent the secrets from leaking out, O oh, wise one? Has your study of the Vedas borne fruit in the shape of moulding your conduct according to their injunctions? Are your undertakings fruitful? Has your spouse given birth to offspring? Has your learning borne fruit in the shape of culture and humility? I hope your conclusion is precisely the same as mine, which has been set forth in the foregoing verses, O Sayan of Raghu, and which is conducive to longevity and fame and is attended with religious merit, enjoyment and wealth, that is, dharma, kama and artha. Do you follow the way of life which our father treads and which our forebears trod, which is in accord with the way of the virtuous and which is righteous in itself? I hope you do not partake by yourself of food nicely cooked. I hope you offer it to friends who seek it. Having obtained as his share and ruled in the right way over the entire globe, a wise Kshatriya, Hold sway over the earth and administering justice to the people quite in consonance with righteousness, surely ascends to heaven when detached from this mortal body. Thus ends Canto 100 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic. <laughs>